I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Oh, what's that? Hold on. What's my that? alarm. Oh, God, are you, are you going into a... It's all right. My glucose is high. Oh, Christ. Yeah, what does that right. mean? It's all right. Well, it's not, not all right, is it, if some alarm's going off? <laughs> <laughs> this means I'm... Because, because I've just had something to eat, I've just rammed something down my throat. What did you ram down? Um, I had a scotch egg and a banana. <laughs> and would you believe that sent me high? Well, yeah. Scotch egg and a banana. It's banana, isn't it? I've seen Dr Michael Mosley on the telly uh, measure oh, yeah. his blood sugars, him and his wife, with just one slice of banana. Yeah. Went through the roof. Yeah. I'm 12.4 and I should be around about seven. Do you, normally, do you normally have a scotch egg and <laughs> banana before the podcast? No. Well, what, are you, what are you doing, <laughs> man? Something like beans on top. Well, I'm just coming from my mother's and just, just ram something in. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Will you be okay? See what I do for you. I risk my life for you, Molly. <laughs> there's, a, there's an alarm going off. Are you okay? It's my life. Are you okay to carry on? <laughs> I'm all right. Yeah. Sure. It's all right. Sure. Yeah, won't hurt. Won't hurt just for an hour. Okay. Then. Try and hold it together. If you hear a, you hear a bang and I suddenly I stop talking, <laughs> raise the alarm if you're feeling weak. All right. Are you on your own? <laughs> no. Well, That's my all right, lovely, then. lovely Mrs. Okay, Darren's then. here. Okay. Um, all right then, good. Someone to keep an eye on you. Right, shall we, shall we start the pod? Yeah, bit of je- Bit of jeopardy today, isn't there? <laughs> Will Darren make it? Shall I call that? Shall I call the pod? Will Darren make it? Question mark. <laughs> Darren's gone high. Darren, <laughs> People Darren's think I'm on cocaine. <laughs> Molly Green and Darren Rudge. Alan, Alan, it's Molly and Darren. Hello, Molly and Darren. Hello, oh, you recognise us? I do, I do. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Happy Garden! <laughs> yeah, titters. Sure you do. A very, very warm welcome to the Happy Garden podcast. I uh, hope you're having a lovely, lovely week. Thank you ever so much for downloading the Happy Garden podcast and joining us wherever you are in the world. My name is Molly Green, and let me introduce you to your expert uh, for the podcast, for your podcast, the wonderful, the amazing, the laughing gardener, Darren Raj. Hello. Hi, lovely. Hello. How you doing? Hello. How you doing? I'm all right. Yeah. I'm all right. I'm all right. Sure. It's sunny here and mild. Yes. 
Well, we ought to explain, <laughs> as we always do, sort of when we're recording, and it's the 22nd, Monday the 22nd, it is the day after the storm, Stormisha. You're just back from your mum's house because you've been clearing up. Yeah, just some branches down and things like that, that's all. That's a rush back and feed me face and everything, Molly, for you. <laughs> yeah, we just... Uh, and our podcast listeners. As long as you'd be all right, give us a, you know... A heads up if you're feeling I'll keep, faint. Up, I'll keep you with an update. Okay. <laughs> I'll check in on you after the adverts, okay? Yeah. Okay. Right, what we're People doing... People are wondering what on earth we're talking about. Oh, no, I'll, I'll leave the bit in at the beginning about, you know, with your alarm going off. I'll set, oh, right, don't worry, okay, the, scene okay. will, the scene will be set. <laughs> right, if we get through today's Happy Garden podcast, what are we going to be doing, uh, Dazzler? Well, I'm bringing to the forum... Some jobs for the Forum. week ahead. Okay. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Some jokes. Gardening jokes. Okay. And I've got a money saving tip, which is all about birds. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I have loads of questions for you as well. Lots of people have been in touch this week with Excellent. lots of gardening questions for you, which will be absolutely fab. And shortly we're going to be uh, speaking to constipated cat Simon. Um, lovely listener. We probably ought to explain his name, haven't we? I think so. I think so as well. Especially, especially to somebody listening in Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> well, when Darren and I used to work together on uh, on the, the local BBC, we always just give everybody names. And Constipated Cat Simon was on a particular show and we were helping him, as you'd imagine, because his cat was constipated. I think we solved it by advising him to feed his cat uh, pumpkin puree. And that solved the problem. Within 24 hours, I believe, yeah. But anyway, since then, he's been called um, Constipated Cat Sai. And he's going to join us shortly because he is part of a really, really fabulous onion club uh, here in the West Mid. So uh, we'll be hearing all about that. Hmm. Okay, Okay, Marv. Shall we start, though, as always, with some jobs for the week ahead? And ahead of the jobs for the week ahead, um, Stormisha, yeah, blew through. Although we do still have a weather warning right across the UK for high winds. But so, so mild. I think we're in double figures for the next week or two and frost free as well. So if you are finally going to get out into the garden, let's find out what you can be doing. Now in the happy garden. Oh, I say, sweetie, this is my favourite bit. Time for Darren to be absolutely flabulous and regale us with his gardening jobs for the week ahead. Three, two, one, go. So after gales, folks, this is very uh, pertinent. Check all trees and shrubs for signs of wind rocking. Remember, wind rock is when the uh, the roots tear in the ground. So restake them if they're not already staked. Put a stake in, but just check them because. It's going to be windy again at some particular point in time. Lower branches of garden trees and shrubs can be pruned right now to allow light into the base so that plants that do stay with us during the winter will have more light to flourish. And any tree pruning that needs to be carried out can be done right now, but not for the cherry and plum family, folks, because they can bleed and it also instigates a disease called silver leaf disease. If the ground is very wet, don't plant, but you can plant, and it's a good time to plant all sorts of plants. Uh, Deciduous shrubs, evergreen plants as well. Uh, Just get them into the ground. But again, if it's really wet, then effectively leave it until a later date, when it's a lot drier. Great. Good. Great. Good. You know, it's really (laughs) mild now. Yes. Uh, and uh, will be for the foreseeable, the next couple of weeks anyway. So two things. Um, f- oh, 
I've had coriander in the living room uh, for the last maybe 10 days, 12 days, while we've had the really, really cold temperatures. I thought they wouldn't survive in the greenhouse because it's yeah. probably the wrong time of year to have sown them anyway. But, you know, they're two or three inches. So they've been inside, as have three tomato seedlings. Tiny little things, about an inch tall. I think they were self-seeded. I think they're just volunteers from last year. So they're in little cells. So they've been in the living room. And this morning, I thought it was so, so mild and so beautiful and the sun's on the greenhouse. I thought, I'll go and put them back out again. Drop them. You dropped them? That's not fair, is it? I dropped them. I dropped everything. And have you repotted them? Uh, no, well, well, no, no, I tell a lie, I have. Um, but I think all the roots have snapped off. I don't think they stand any chance. It's just, I just thought that was really unfair and I thought I'd share the unfairness. But you can sow again now, can't you? Now's, now's the time, I guess. Of course you can, yeah. Of course you can. You know, you just need to keep them protected. And as you're getting older, Mo- Molly, you're getting so clumsy. <laughs> That's all I can say. See <laughs> ya. I'd put them on the staging and I'd turn round because I thought, I'll just give them a drop of water. And I'd turn round uh, and, and, yeah, they all knocked, knocked all of them off. I was so angry. And also, as well, a little... Uh, have I got a Molly's Mouse update button? Because we haven't done it for ages. Hang on. <laughs> I don't know. No, no. I've got rid of the Molly's Mouse update button. But I'm going to give you a quick Molly's Mouse update. I haven't uh, put the mouse traps down. Do you know I stopped counting at 150? <laughs> <laughs> 150 mice caught in our house inhumane traps um, I stopped counting um, but I haven't put them down for a week or two because it's been so cold and I'd feel so guilty putting them out in the minus four minus fives in the morning so I haven't um, put them down oh dear my husband came down this morning and there was sunflower seeds in his slippers I don't know well, where they got the seeds from, but they'd start to nest in his slipper. Overnight. Your mice seem to put things in slippers. Yeah, they don't like they? shoes. <laughs> they like shoes and slippers, <laughs> they don't do. they? <laughs> they do. Having found a shoe full of spaghetti, yeah, a couple of months ago, which is what first alerted me to the problem. Yeah. Uh, yes, please. I'll have a coffee. <gasps> Thank you. <laughs> have you told Mrs. Darren that the alarm's gone off and she needs to keep an eye on you? My my high blood sugar alarm's just gone off, so Molly says you need to keep an eye on me. Only to a certain extent. <laughs> what did she say? What she says, why? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll have to repeat that. What did she's she's going to look at the insurance documents, that's what she says. Oh, I'm fairly certain I heard her just say that you're worth more to her dead. <laughs> oh, I do love her. <laughs> okay, then. It's a love-hate relationship, you know. <laughs> love it. Right, listen, uh, we've got to move on. We, we've got to press on because constipated Cat oh, yes. Simon, he's expecting a call at half past because it's his lunch break from work. So, um, yeah, so... I wonder let's... what he does. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't actually know. Should I don't actually him? know. Should we ask Oh, yeah, definitely ask him. I think he's got only 20-minute lunch break, so we need to call him at... at um... Oh, I don't know what to do. Should we get George from NGS on because it's uh, 12.28? Or should we ring him early? <laughs> no, how should we play this? I don't know. I don't know. You're in, you've got the knobs. I do have the knobs here, though. <laughs> One o'clock to my person. Um, <laughs> we could just beg her about for two minutes, couldn't we? Tossico. Oh, we don't do that on this podcast, well, do we? There was only six minutes <laughs> worth of laughter on the last one. Do you know, I, I toed and froed with myself. I even texted you, didn't I, to say, look, I don't know what to do about this because I got the giggles. You did a little bit, but it was I take the blame. It was more me in the last podcast. I couldn't help it. I, I'd gone deranged and I wasn't <laughs> sure whether to leave it in or not. Um, but it went down OK, actually. It's been, it's been all right. I love the lady on the Facebook page that says she was travelling back from Oxford or Cambridge. 
and uh, with her, her husband. Oh, and, laughing. Uh, they were just laughing with yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, well, that's nice. That's nice. That's lovely. That's lovely yeah. to know that You can't object to laughter, can you? No, not at all. No. Okay. All right, listen, it's 12.29. Shall we ring Constipated Cat Simon? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, all right, hang on then. Let me get me... Get some good padding there. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing I can do, and you. I'll bring you in here as well. Let's talk nonsense. <laughs> we can... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got at that. Right, let's connect us to the Wi-Fi. Thank you. Love you. <gasps> oh. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. I think we all heard yeah. that. You're so lucky, Darren. You've got such a beautiful wife who loves you. Actually, did, <laughs> did you say that back to her? Love you too. I don't think she heard you. Oh, <laughs> obviously she did. That's all right then. No, she's gone to the toilet, that's why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we're connected. <laughs> I love her. I don't need to don't need to know that bit though. Right. <laughs> right, oh seven. Don't read his number out. Oh no. Can you imagine? Okay, it's dead on half past. That's really professional of us. Here we are. Oh. Oh. Constipated. Hello, Molly. How are you listening? Hello, lovely. I'm all right. Are you? Happy Monday. Yeah, not too bad. I'm just sitting in the canteen with a bunch of retrovites. <laughs> well, now look, we've been saying we've been saying we had to call you on time because you're on your lunch break, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll just go somewhere a bit quieter. Oh yeah, no, you're all right. I don't mind speaking to you in the canteen. What are you on a break from? What do you do? Daz and I were wondering what what do you do. Sorry. Are we um. Work at a company in West Bromwich where we do um, powder coating our own things. All oh, right, powder coating. I see. Just basically, like it's fencing and things like that, and crowd barriers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And they've just they've just built a new plant in here, so we're just working on that. To be honest. Oh, I see. How long? How long is your lunch break? Half hour. Ah, oh, cool, cool, cool. That's enough. That's enough time to learn about your onion club. Now, um, da- onion club, yeah, your onion on. club, yeah, because Dazzler and I have spoken to you. Over the years, numerous times, but we haven't had you on the podcast before, and we think your onion, no. your onion club is so exciting that we need to share no. it literally with the world. <laughs> I wouldn't call our onion club that exciting. But, I would, know. and Darren would as well. Dazzle, Dazzler's here too. Hello, Darren. Hello, Simon. Everything okay? Yes, thanks, buddy. Is everything okay for you? Yes, not too bad, thank you. Can't complain, but nobody listens if I do. <laughs> yeah, no point, is there? Well, look, let's let's teach the world about your Onion Club. That did you set this up, Sai? And how long has it been going for? No, I didn't set it up. It's been going quite a few years. It was probably going before I used the pub regular as well. In all honesty, um, I think we used to do two charities that ran side by side. One was the Onion Club, and the other one was the was the, the the yearly cycle ride where we used to cycle around the canals and stop at every pub along the canal and gather money for charity that way. Oh, that's a that's, uh, that's a hard thing to do for charities. <laughs> yeah, we were all dressed up in silly things like nurses and nuns and all sorts of Thanks. things. But but we're all getting too old for that now. So um, <laughs> that sort of thing stopped. So it's just the Onion Club now, and basically. We grow onions through the year to the, till September, the first or second week in September. Uh, and then we have the weigh-in. Whoever wins gets the name on the trophy. I think somebody called Doreen has won it the last three years, so she's kept the last trophy, so we've had a new one this year. Is the trophy onion-shaped? 
No, it was just like a shield, in all honesty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how disappointing. <laughs> and this is for um, the, this yeah, is for the um, heaviest one, Si. People are, the weight, obviously, if you're having a weigh-in, it's for the heaviest, the biggest onion. Yeah, the heaviest onion, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's round about five to six pounds is the heaviest ones that we've had. I mean, none of us are, are true professional growers. So, but, you know, we just do what we do. And we, the way we raise money, we take football cards around every week or some sort of charity dues during the, during the summer as well, like barbecues, etc. When the weigh-in comes in September, we have a bit of food and we have a, a local singer on and we just weigh the onions and get drunk, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds absolutely amazing. But what you, you meet, what, weekly, just for a bit of scram and a bit of onion talk? Well... Yeah, in a, in a way, what we do, we've got a little corner in the pub called Compost Corner and we all sit up there on a Sunday. Nice. Because there are some gardeners in there as well. So, you know, don't just don't get me wrong, it's not just us amateurs that grow a couple of onions, but there's a couple of gardeners that go in there. Um, and we just sit up and we just take different cheeses in or a bit of pork pie or something and we sit round on a Sunday and have a few beers, you know, and just chat about anything, really. Uh, that's the Sunday, but... During the week, we see most most of the people during the week when we pop in and out the pub during the week as well. Which pub's this, Si? It's the Fox and Grapes in Pensnet. Now, Darren, that's not a million miles from you. I'm surprised you ain't up there every Sunday. Yeah, I'll be there. I'm telling you, Si. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get there, get down. Yeah, you're welcome any Sunday or any time, yeah. What we will do, we'll let you know when the weigh-in is as soon as we know. It's usually the first or second week in September. So, si, can I ask a question? Yeah. Why onions... I, you know what? I honestly can't tell you that. I don't know. As I said, I think it started before before I went in there. And I think somebody called Dave set it up. We used to call him Tomato Dave because he used to grow a lot of tomatoes. <laughs> and he is a king gardener. Tomato um, Dave. Tomato Dave, yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's, uh, it's the honest answer to that. I do not know. But I think it was just because they were one of them vegetables that you could sort of grow quite large easily, I think. But you could start a revolution, couldn't you? You could have the carrot club, the pea club, Different the days. onion club. Well, <laughs> well um, my girlfriend's stepfather grew a parsnip that was over three and a half foot long once. <gasps> wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, do you know, Darren and I always go to the uh, the spring, well, spring, but specifically the autumn Mulvan show when they do all the giant veg. You need yeah, to, yeah, yeah. You need to get, uh, you know, a huge parsnip entered there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's awkward for me, see, because I live in an apartment, so I haven't got gardens or anything. So what I was doing was planting some onion seeds, different varieties, and putting them in big pots and putting them in a neighbour's garden. But now I just grow them with my missus's stepdad, as I say. So we put, I don't know, eighty to a hundred various onion seeds in the propagator on Boxing Day. The good thing here, Simon, and I'll say it so no, nobody can hear except you, I and Darren, is that um, you've got an expert on tap here. Uh, now you've got an in at the Happy Garden podcast. Uh, is, are there any tips? <laughs> are there any tips, Darren, for, for huge onions? You piddle on them, basically. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember talking about yeah. that, Darren. Well, yeah, actually, <laughs> male urine. <laughs> you want exactly, manly? Yeah, male urine. Have a, have a little bit of a piddle after half a dozen pints to buy them's bitter and then just water it down a bit, you know, let it stand for a week and then just water it down and spray your onions. There you go. And it's tradition, isn't it, that you sow on Boxing Day? Well, I'll just quickly tell you the onions that I've got in at the moment. Oh, yeah, I've got go some on. Kelsey in there. 
We've got some, I don't even know what these are. They're just called giants. I just got them off the internet to give them a go. Uh, we've got some sweet Spanish and we've got two different varieties of exhibition. Yeah, I've just got to start whittling in the bucket now. Oh, all right. Listen, Sai, it's been smashing um, having you on the Happy Garden podcast. Thank you ever so much for your time, my lovely, and we'll speak to you again soon. All right, you're welcome. Have a great day. See you, Sai. See you, Darren. Have a good one. Ta-ra, bud. Ta-ra, babe. And you, buddy. Speak soon. Ta-ra. 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 Keep on whittling. <laughs> He's gone. Isn't he ace? I love the ethos of everybody really in that is. little community, in the onion community around Pensnet. I just think it's fantastic that they just concentrate on onions. It's yeah. great. Well, it was all started by to- fantastic. Tomato Dave. <laughs> Tomato Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And any, anybody listening um, who has, like Constipated Cat Simon, that is just his name, that's just what we call him. Although I suppose he should be renamed Onion Simon, really, for the podcast. Onion Simon, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Otherwise it's confusing. I don't know what's worse. <laughs> Either way, Simon. Um, if, you, if you are like Simon and you have some sort of local um, group and you get the community together, and I just think it's smashing that they meet every week and they take cheese and a bit of samosa and, you know, a little bit down just to sort of discuss in Compost Corner the events of the week. If you have anything like that anywhere in the world, let me give you all the details. If you'd like to get in touch with Molly Green and Darren Rudge at the Happy Garden Podcast, then all you have to do is follow them on social media. Just search for the Happy Garden Podcast. If you'd like to send them an email at the Happy Garden Podcast, you can email thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Can we say Happy Garden Podcast just one more time? The Happy Garden Podcast. Yeah, we would love for you to get in touch. Love to hear from you. Dazzler, let's do... No, this isn't a question, actually. This is just a comment, because we were hearing from George Plumtree on last week's podcast. Well, he had a snowdrop talk nationally on Zoom uh, across the UK. And we are going to hear very, very shortly from George Plumtree, CEO of the NGS, about opening your garden in uh, 2024. But, Daz, we've had a lovely email in from Coral. Mm-hmm. Who says, Molly Darren, I can heartily recommend the National Garden Scheme. I love it. Regularly visit gardens all around the country. Particularly love it when villages open several gardens at once. Often they're smaller gardens, just like most of us do have. And you can get some wonderful ideas. Plus, there is usually cake and a plant stall as well. I've discovered beautiful parts of our local countryside that I didn't even know about, chatted to some lovely people, bought some reasonably priced plants, sometimes quite rare and unusual ones, and all whilst raising money for charity. A winner all round, and that's from Coral. And, you know, Molly, she's absolutely right. We can't say any more than that, because I love the NGS. And, you know, we've profiled gardens in years gone by, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Um, NGS is brilliant, because... At the end of the day, everything you pay through the door goes to charity, goes to really, really worthwhile charities. And like Coral says, you know, they're real people, they're real gardens. You get to have a nose around and learn things about folks and their gardens, as well as, Coral said, you get a cup of tea and a piece of cake yeah. for most, uh, most uh, gardens. So get out there, go and explore, have a good nose it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful stuff. You it's, can just chill out. It's really <laughs> lovely if you do it in your local village or town or, or somewhere near where you live. I remember my husband and I did it like five years ago or something, just prior to COVID. And we met, well, sort of neighbours. I mean, sort of in the sort of local area. We met neighbours that we would never have met before that we keep in touch with. We've, we met people sort of in the local area, yeah, that we wouldn't have known about without NGS. And that's a really nice way of sort of of getting to know people as well. 
Well, let's hear from George Plumtree, the chief executive of NGS, the National Gardening Scheme, talking about how you could open your garden in 2024. And would it be too late to enter? Theory, it is too late because officially we close entries when we close for our Garden Visitors Handbook, right? Uh, which is going to print tomorrow and we will have copies of it by the end of January. But since we've gone much more digital and because we can promote openings, in theory, if there was a really brilliant candidate who was determined to open this year, we could possibly organise it on the basis of what we call a pop-up. And that would mean that they we wouldn't they wouldn't be in the yellow book or their county booklet you know which is the worcester or the warwickshire or the west midlands section of the garden visitors handbook carved out into an individual booklet they're distributed locally in each area and they're obviously big drivers of visitors so you wouldn't be in that but what you would get is you would get an entry on the website and you you would get promoted on social media right we prefer not to do it because particularly if it's a new opener it means that they may be sort of setting off in a slightly half-hearted way because they're not getting the benefit of all the promotion that we can offer them. And obviously, what we want is somebody's first opening to be a real success. What if somebody needs a year to gird their loins, to really sort of, you know, be brave and open, maybe for 2025? A stall well, the, that, a stall the normally, virtues of opening with you. Yes, well, the virtues of opening, the really fascinating thing Molly, is that we know from surveying our garden owners, it may surprise a lot of people, the single biggest reason that people open their gardens to the, for the National Garden Scheme is not because they want to show off, it's not because they want to raise lots of money, it is because they want to share their garden with other people. Right. That's what they say. It's this sharing thing, it's this having people in, and many of them like-minded gardeners, but lots of them not. There's nothing one of my garden owners loves more than a couple of youngsters turning up and saying, we don't really know very much, but we're quite keen to try and do something with our own garden. We've just bought our, our first home, blah, blah, blah. And off they go. And the garden owner will say, right, they'll leave three hours later, having learnt more than they would learn in yeah. 10 books. With inspiration. And it completely. But on a very personalised basis, it's it's me, George, opening my garden and talking to you, Molly, on a one-to-one basis in front of the plants that you're interested in. That, that's yeah. the sort of, that's the magic of it, really. So do people have um, to get in touch with you during maybe this year to sort of, to sort of book and register? They get in touch with us this year. And yeah. then what happened is that, you know, in Worcestershire, the lovely Dave Morgan our county organiser or, you know, one of his team, he would make a date, come and see you. They'd have a look. They'd make sure there aren't any sort of what you might call H&S hazards. You know, if there's a tricky path, we'd say, well, we need to supply you with some signage for that. And then they might say, look, absolutely brilliant. We can see you're going to be ready to open in 2025. Or they would say, you might do a bit here or a bit with this area. If it's a very small garden, what they might say is, look, the main criteria, the main judgment in terms of making sure our visitors are not disappointed is, is that a garden does need to be able to keep them interested for a certain, uh, for a period of time. Mm-hmm. We don't formalise it anymore. In the old days, you know, a generation ago, we had a thing called the 40 minute rule and a garden should be able to keep a visitor engaged for 40 minutes. 
Now, we don't, it's not as formalised as that today. But what we might say is if you're very small, look, you, it might be a bit difficult for you to open on your own. If you can find one or two friends with little gardens who are in your village or in your area who would open with you, and that creates what we call a group. That's and then that's nice. fine. Because I was, I was going to say, have you, have you ever had to say to somebody, no? Oh, well, no, no. I mean, to be honest, it does happen quite a bit. But it, it happens nowadays on a much more practical basis Mm -hmm. than on what you might call gardening taste basis. I mean, a generation ago, some of the county organisers, and I mean, talking about going back to the sort of 70s, 80s and early 90s, they were quite fierce and they had very fixed views about what sort of garden should and should not be in the National Garden Scheme. We're not like that nowadays. We're very broad church. And if somebody wants to open a garden that's a wild garden because they love wildlife and they want to have bug hotels and piles of dead wood for hedgehogs to sleep in, we'll open it. If we think visitors are going to find it interesting. That's lovely. The key is in the description is, is to make it quite clear what sort of garden it is so that when somebody's looking it up on the website or looking it in the book, they can say, Mm, I don't think that's for me. Or they say, God, that's interesting. I'm going to go there. That was George Plumtree, CEO of the NGS, talking about uh, how you can open your garden and the NGS scheme in 2024. Talking about that, you know, Molly, I was going to an NGS garden um, just before the end of summer. Mm. I realised that my friend Nicholas lived by uh, close to the garden I was going to. Mm. Um, just happens to be coincidental that you've been discussing this. Okay. Yeah. So I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll go and see my friend Nicholas. Nicholas, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I went the scenic route. Yeah. <laughs> scenic route. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, the sea. Nick Root. Oh, Darren. Darren. So I'm so sorry. I wasn't expecting you to be funny. Did you hear that penny drop? (laughs) (laughs) I'm expecting the humour in the joke slot, but the fact you've interjected halfway through is ace. That's really good, Darren. Well done. Slotted in there. (laughs) That was really quick. (laughs) I'm very pleased with you. Oh, Darren, I am thoroughly pleased with you on that one. Good. Any of, any of those, plop them in. That's brilliant. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't. You're going to give me the giggles again. That was very good. I've had an email now, about our pod as well. Oh. I'm having fan mail here. What? Uh, it says, I've just listened to a couple of your podcasts, oh, Darren. yeah. They are so much fun. Oh, good. They were so inspiring and positive mm-hmm. and gave me so much comfort. They made me smile and laugh last night. Oh. There you go. Yeah. So much comfort. So, That's a nice yeah, word to use. Yeah. Beautiful, isn't it? Oh, good. Yeah. Who's that from then? Uh, <laughs> Is that from your mum? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Rudge Senior. <laughs> no, really, who's that from? That's lovely. We must thank them. That's from a lady called Melanie. Thanks, thank you, Melanie. Melanie. Yeah. That's really, really nice of you. <laughs> and I hope you don't mind me reading out your your uh, your email. Yeah, that's uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> All emails gratefully received. Yeah. Oh, that's thank lovely. You. That's lovely. The Happy Garden Podcast. I'm Adam Frost, and you're listening to the Happy Garden Podcast with Molly Green and that Darren Rudge fella. Now, it is that time of year when farmers and growers alike turn their attention to this year's crop. We've got, as Darren and I have been talking about, and yourselves as well, joining in on the Facebook page and the Instagram, lots of signs of spring. 
all across the UK. And this year's crop is on a lot of farmers' minds. Hoping for an abundance in crops, now's the time to awaken the trees and to pray for that abundance with wassailing. Here's Andy Lowne to explain the history of wassailing. Wassail the trees that they may bear You many a plum and many a pear For more or less fruits they will bring As you go give them a wassailing Hello Molly and Darren Today we delve into a tradition that dates back centuries that not only connects us with our agricultural roots, see what I did there, but also adds a touch of magic to the winter season, wassailing. Wassailing, rooted in ancient English traditions, its origins lie in the custom of encouraging a fruitful harvest and ensuring the well-being of the apple orchards. The word wassail was borrowed from the Old Norse salutation vesail, corresponding to the Old English hail vesbu, or Veshal, literally meaning being good health or be fortunate. It was a toast, a wish for prosperity and abundance. The celebration falls into two distinct categories, the house visiting and the orchard visiting wassail. The house visiting wassail is the practice of people going door to door singing and offering a drink from the wassail bowl in exchange for gifts. This practice still exists, of course, but has largely been displaced by carol singing. So there you go, there's the origin. The joyful act of visiting orchards, usually during the twelfth night of Christmas, or on the eve of the old twelfth night, which falls around January the 17th. The community comes together to bless the apple trees, ensuring a bountiful yield for the up-and-coming year. This age-old practice involves singing traditional wassail songs, often accompanied by the rhythmic beating of drums, clashing of pots and pans. Or is that me just clearing up the dinner? The purpose of wassailing is to awake the cider apple trees and to scare away evil spirits, to ensure a good harvest of fruit next autumn. The ceremonies of each wassail vary from village to village, but they generally all have the same core elements. A wassail king and queen lead the song and or processional tune played or sung from one orchard to the next. The wassail queen will then be lifted up into the boughs of the tree where she will place toast soaked in wassail from the claven cup as a gift to the tree spirits. Then an incantation is usually recited. A folk tale from Somerset reflecting this custom tells of the apple tree man the spirit of the oldest apple tree in the orchard and in whom the fertility of the orchard is thought to reside. In the tale of a man, he offers his last mug of mulled cider to the trees in his orchard and is rewarded by the apple tree man who reveals to him the location of buried gold. The wassail bowl itself usually takes the form of a goblet brimming with warm and spiced apple cider. Cider? I always say cider. Playing a central role in the festivities is this drink. Participants take turns sipping from the communal bowl and each person expresses their hopes and well wishes for the orchard and its guardians. This shared experience fosters a sense of community and unity, transcending generations. I have my goblet here, so I shall knock on your door, have a sip or two of the cider and sing to you. 
A wassail, a wassail throughout all the town. Our cup, it is white and our ale, it is brown. Our wassail is made of good ale and cake. Some nutmeg and ginger, the best we could take. Fully do, diddly do, do, fully do, diddly dee. Fully do, diddly do, do, fully do, diddly ra. Ah, Molly. May your apples be juicy this year. Oh, folly do, diddly do, do, diddly do, diddly dee. History of wassailing. Love the word wassail, Darren. You can't just say wassail. You have to say wassail with mucho gusto. Well, I like this concept of wassailing. Go on. You see. Well, first of all, you throw cider over a tree. <laughs> and then yes. you just get absolutely Hammered. smashed. <laughs> all in the name of ancient customs. Well, there you go. <laughs> what more of an excuse could you want than that? <laughs> And a bit of toast as well. Toast and, <laughs> <laughs> toast and cider. Do you like cider? I do, I do like cider. I do, mm. Cider doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a teenage school thing or yeah. bad experience? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, we've all bad got... Bad experience. Think, down, the, down the local rugby club when you were 16. I think we've all got that, haven't we? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, Andy Loud. If you want it, Andy Loud is ace, and hopefully he's going to be with us every single week on the Happy Garden podcast with horticultural history. But if you want to know more about the man himself, it's andrewlound.com. He's just brilliant. Every week he said he'll be with us with something interesting for the foreseeable Adas. I, I, you know, I can't get enough of Andy Lang. He's absolutely, you know, he's just fabulous. He's just fantastic the way he, he just... He, he's like encyclopedic, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, you know. say anything to him. Give him any word and he'll uh, he'll give you the history of it. <laughs> Blood sugar's down to ten more. Oh, wait, no, listen. Now that, I'd actually written that down because we're about to do some adverts. And so before the adverts, I was going to say, how are you feeling? Because the alarm went off, what, 38 minutes ago to say you were high. <laughs> Diabetically speaking. Let's Diabetically. Just... <laughs> let's just get it. Yeah. Let's just get clarified. it. You know, clarified. <laughs> you haven't been uh, Fergus, no. Fergus the foraging. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've not found any uh, special mushrooms. mushrooms no. <laughs> what, Magic uh, ones. Have you got, because um, you're now fitted, aren't you? So you can see on your phone, yeah. you were 12 points something when we started. Yeah, that's just because I'd eaten. and I'd Because I'd, I'd, I'd rushed in because I was helping... Uh, do stuff for my mum. Oh, yes. good. Um, you're a good I lad. Rushed in, yeah, and literally within five minutes, I'd just stuffed Scotch egg because I because I have to eat Scotch yeah. egg and a nana. And I treated with insulin, but obviously not enough. So, <laughs> so it's okay what, just to what, be there for a, a, a little while. What are you I, now? Can you say what you are? I am. Um, I'm ten point two. Oh, you've gone down a bit, but coming down. What should you be? So, uh, it should be around about seven after you've eaten, um, seven or eight. I, I, yeah. I am still concerned then. Oh, it's all right. It's Are coming you... down. It's on its way down. So okay. this little indicator on my phone tells me where the blood sugar is going. Mm. So if you're levelling out, it just shows a level <laughs> arrow. If you're going up, yeah. it shows you an up arrow. And if you're coming down, it shows you a down arrow. Have you got a down one? I've got a down Oh, arrow. good. So it's on its way down. Um, but now the worry is... Yes. Uh, if it comes down too quickly... Oh, jeez. ..you might hear a thump and then I suddenly go quiet. <laughs> Mrs Darren, if we, tell Mrs Darren she might need to do the rest of the podcast for you. <laughs> well, listen, hang on a second. We're ugliest lawn, loads of questions, jokes, jobs and money-saving tips. Do you think you can... Do you think you'll be all right for all of that after the adverts? Yes. Oh, adverts. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> 
I know we're still not paid for them. <laughs> Don't know why I'm laughing. I'm furious, to be honest, but um, they are what they are. But go on. <laughs> well, you know, we get mega sponsors, don't we? No. <laughs> we literally get another. Oh, no, because we do have Buy Me a Coffee, and a couple of people have bought us a coffee, which is nice. Are they? Yes. Really? If you head to um, the Happy Garden podcast on the Facebook page, there's a link to Buy Me a Coffee. It's a fiver. <laughs> and it's just sort of a contribution to what Darren and I do because we don't earn any money from this whatsoever, except for yeah. coffee money. So it's really nice. Yeah, went to decaf last day with oat milk. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, oat milk. I'll, I'll join you on exactly one of those as well. Nice. So we'll have a couple of adverts. Uh, they don't take long, and of course you can skip through them, and we'll see you in mere moments. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. So we are back. Now, Darren, there's a few things to get through to. Yay! Before the end of the podcast. Fair few questions to get through. Oh, and and something special as well. Oh. Well. Something special again? Something special. Yes. It's the same thing. I don't know if you've forgotten or not. Oh, no. What? 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 They're on your head, Mrs. Richards. (laughs) Well, look, I'll save that for uh, after we've done a question for the Happy Garden podcast. It is... (laughs) I have no idea. I have no idea either. It's uh, from Charlotte. (laughs) It says, Molly, Darren. Now, I I have forwarded this, uh, so hopefully you've got the pictures of the knocked over Acer. Yes. The attached photos are a result of a fox knocking over my pot whilst visiting the garden in the early hours. Darren, I need advice as to when is the best time to move this to another pot. Do I try and take all the soil with it? Any other tips as well, please? The plant is an orange dream acer. It's in its first year in this pot. I thought I'd lost it due to frost, but uh, can you clarify from the photo that there are, in fact, new buds present? Many thanks both. Keep laughing. And I'm still laughing from Mrs. Darren's sauce puns. <laughs> All the best, Charlotte. <laughs> she loves some Charlotte. It's a dream <laughs> present. Don't. I don't know what the problem is here. You know. <laughs> that was something from Christmas. Brilliant. I've had lots of comments about Mrs. Darren's sauce puns. Uh, but Charlotte's Acer. So has the fox done for it or might it be okay? Uh, no, it looks fine. And um, you shouldn't worry about temperature, Charlotte. 
because they're a hardy plant. So down to minus 10, it'll be fine. Really? So uh, it won't be dead. And they are buds. They're starting to burgeon and, and starting to burst. So, yes, try and take as much of the compost as you can with the, uh, the actual plant itself. But more importantly, what the pictures do show is that some of the stems have been damaged. So what you do need to do is you do need to prune. So where the buds are, you need to prune above the buds, around about a quarter of an inch or five millimetres. Uh, so there are some pegs that will just die back and that will cause disease and that will affect your, your Japanese maple. So do get your secateurs out and uh, prune off any dead bits. There are some bits that look as though um, they've been broken and snapped and they, they just need to be pruned back again. Again, to around about a quarter of, uh, of an inch above a set of buds. Now, maples are oppositely budded, so you can't put the slope on the, the actual uh, pruning cut. Just cut it flat or square across the top of the buds, but try not to damage the buds when you actually do it. And it will be absolutely fine for you. Like I said, try and get take as much of the compost with it as you can, but don't worry if some of it drops off, it, it'll be fine. And it will be absolutely fine for you. But most importantly, prune it. Get all those pegs and things and prune them back to a set of buds. Otherwise, they'll just die back and then you will have a problem with the disease that will start to rot into the buds and then eventually start to rot into the main stem. OK, hope that helps you, Charlotte. And send us a picture when it's freshly potted in its new home. Yeah, and Charlotte, thank you. Thank you for being part of the Happy Garden podcast. It's lovely to hear from you. Cheers, lovely lady. Um, she's talking about foxes coming in the garden. You'd have seen I put on the Facebook. Have you got rights to the Facebook yet, Rog? No, oh, I can't. And I will I'll write on. it down. I'll get right. Write it down. It's our friend Dan Yeah. who sorted it all out. You Dan, need to, Dan. The man, Dan. The lavatory man. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even be happy with... Why, why, why did you call him that? Darren, <laughs> why did you call him <laughs> the loo man? <laughs> there is, a, there is a, a little limerick. Oh, go on. <laughs> that I won't go into. No, I'd like you no. to go into it. No, come on. <laughs> Dan, Dan, really the lavatory to, man. man. What happens then? It's something about doing yeah. something down the pan. Oh, go on. <laughs> Darren, we're not on the BBC anymore. You can say it. Darren, Darren. I can't can't remember. We can include limericks these (laughs) days. If I remember it by the end of the podcast. Oh, now you've just reminded me. Hang on. What we were going to do next. I nearly forgot. But before we do what we were going to do next, um, talking of foxes, as Charlotte was doing. (laughs) Oh, this is it. Now I'll try and catch up with myself. So on the Facebook page, which you haven't got rights to yet because Dan Dan the lavatory man hasn't given them <laughs> you um, I put on some pictures which uh, did you see Darren of, of I didn't know what had dug up the lawn but something yeah. had yeah yeah. I did tell you it was badgers well the, yeah the good thing is whatever dug up the lawn had, had very handily left a whoopsie or scat as I like to call it in the <laughs> hole and the consensus was yeah as you said Darren um, it was badger I went out this morning because it's on the way to let the geese out. Um, the patch next to it is twice as big as that original patch. And I, I there was no scat in it. Do you remember Scatman from the 90s? Scat Do you remember Scatman? Yeah. <laughs> there was no scat in this new patch. But there was also no claw marks. The patch is bigger. The, the ruts are as deep. Do badgers forage with their nose? Or I, I would have thought I would have seen some sort of scrape marks because badgers have massive claws. Yeah, but they just make a massive mess. Mess, yeah. That's the, that's the problem, is that they just go in wholeheartedly. 
Don't we, care, do uh, they? You, you, no, you might see some scraping, but uh, actually they're, they're just like a, a digging machine. Uh, when it happened at Winterbourne, they, they uh, absolutely destroyed the main lawn at Winterbourne about four or five years ago. Mm. And it was just as if somebody had just gone in and just tossed the turf all over the place. So it, it looked just devastated. Yeah, they are like a tank, aren't they? They Yeah, they're not yeah. delicate with yeah. their damage. How, talking of Winterbourne, how's your teaching been this week? All right, good. Uh, we've been teaching garden design on Wednesdays. Well, you are an award-winning uh, garden designer. <laughs> and practical horticulture on Sundays. Mm. And we're doing our new Bilston Community Garden Volunteer Sessions on Thursdays now. Are you so, busy? Uh, well, we, we've we've started this community garden to build this community garden in Bilston. I think you know about that. This is the second session. So we've got four sessions now. We started with one. It's been so popular. Um, we've had to extend it into four sessions. And what's really good is some people from the first session mm. are coming back as mentors. Oh, yes. For the oh, new yes, people on the second yeah. session. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah, yeah. What's this so that's called? that's for the next six weeks. It's just the Bilston Craft Gallery which is um, an art gallery that's just really, really underutilised and used mm. for the community. So one part of this is going to be to construct a community garden mm-hmm. and then look at the um, the gallery itself um, so that we can link the two areas together. So the gallery sort of complements the garden and the garden complements the gallery. Yeah, that's the grand plan anyway. That's wonderful. Wonderful stuff you do for the community, Darren. Now, listen, I have, I have, I have, I have the thing next. I've got to be absolutely honest, though, Darren, I really need a wee. Do you need a wee? Yeah. Do you? Should yeah. we have a wee? The thing, yeah. thing is, if I have a wee and you have a wee, then there's no one to sing. I'll just put some lift music on. Okay. Then. And we'll, um, <laughs> we'll reconvene in 30 seconds or so. Okay. See you in a bit. Do you mind if I go? No. Off what? you go. Have you gone? Is she gone? She's gone. Tiptoe through the tulips, through the tulips, through the tulips. Tiptoe through the tulips with me. I love you in the morning, in the evening, in the evening. Love you in the morning with me. You know, I love Molly Green. I really, really do. She's been such a friend to me, folks, and she allowed me first on the airwaves. It's been absolutely superb. So please support us in our podcast. Not that we're desperate for money or anything like that, but please, please support us. Okay? And now she's back from the... What are you talking about? What? I've just put the kettle on. Can you give me another 30 seconds so I can get a coffee? What are you talking about? Nothing. What are you saying? Are you scrounging? Between me... (laughs) Between me yes. and our listeners. Oh, okay. Can you give me another literally twenty seconds? Yeah, I've, just, I've literally got to pour it. Go right, on, stay then. there. Yeah. No, don't say anything that you shouldn't. I'm not saying. I'm not here to control you. Right. No. Darren. She's so controlling. <laughs> not that this is being recorded or anything. Darren. What? What are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Look, it's it's all right back. for you. You've got Mrs. Darren to make you a coffee. Miss <laughs> Mr. Green is out sorting all the neighbours' flipping treats. What's that noise now? It's my wife's coughing. <laughs> she sleeps in the daytime because she can't, she can't be out in the sun. doesn't because you were ordering coffees. You've had a coffee bought to you. I'm freezing in here as well. Um, Mr Green's out doing all the trees that have come down for the neighbours down the lane. So I'm on my own. I've got to make my own coffee. Here's mine. So hard done to. Mm. Mm. 
Mm. And I didn't even go for a wee. I sang a song. Oh, did you? What did you sing? Oh, well, you'll have to listen I'll back. I'll find out later. <laughs> I love my coffee. You know when you were here and I made coffee? Wasn't it good coffee? It's good coffee. It's brilliant. Oatly. Oatly. Barista. <laughs> barista. Shaken. Very, very creamy. Mm, foamy. Nice. It was tasty, tasty, very, very tasty. It very tasty. How do you like your eggs done? Can you see the milkman? You know, you got a wasp in your ear. <laughs> what? It's what happens when my sugar's high, you see. <laughs> say, do you know, I was just about to say, what's your reading now, Rudge? <laughs> Is your arrow still pointing down? <laughs> now, here we are. Let's get... Personal. Let's... <laughs> Let's get on to the next item in the Happy Garden podcast. Let me plug this in. It's still ten. <laughs> oh, then it shouldn't be, should it? Yeah. Well, it's sort of lovely now. Okay. Okay. Right. Let me move that. Move that. Move that. Plug that in. Get that. Hang on. Okay. I think you know what you're about to hear. What's that? Right. Here we go. I've got uh, <laughs> I've got back out the Bon Tempe minstrel from 1983. Oh, God. You put that there. You said to me yeah. that this week you're going to do the rap rudge, the rudge rap. Oh, God. Let, me, let me move my coffee before that goes over the equipment. Hang on. I forgot. Uh, what? <laughs> Darren, this is the like the high piece of the whole podcast. You forgot. I forgot. No. I thought you were messing around. No, man. <laughs> I've managed to get you the... Hang on. That's too fast. <laughs> I could do it Can slower. Can we do it next week? <laughs> Hang on, that's too slow. To... Yo, yo, yo. Yo, my name is... That's too fast. Darren. And, and, and I ain't got a rhythmic body in my bones. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the problem. Yo, 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 my name is Darren. Yo, 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 I ho and mow, you big mother. <laughs> oh, well, I shall unplug that then if you. Sorry. Oh, I've let you Haven't down. You've let me down. I'm sorry. You've I let... forgot. <laughs> More importantly, Darren, you've let yourself down. I almost emailed you last night and said, What are we doing? You? I should have done. I do have. Do you know? Do you know, Darren? I thought this might happen. I've got a plan B. Ah, yeah. That's it then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shall I let everybody listen to the the OG? Yeah. Rudge rap. Yeah. I'm the man. And uh, (laughs) as I'm just going to reiterate what uh, our beautiful producer Dean asked you to do this like a decade ago, and he really struggled to put this to music. (laughs) Here's why. Yo, 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 my name is Darren, a.k.a. Snoop Fudgy Rudge. I'm a radio gardener and a horticultural judge. You'll see me around all the gardening shows. I'd be judging plants surrounded by hoes and rakes and lawnmowers and a pair of secateurs. I'm a green-fingered god to rural raconteurs. Can I make it grow? Who knows, maybe. If you want them shooting up, grab me by the baby. Bio, it's the best thing, it's the best thing in it. Or maybe try compost like good. John Innes, ho, mo, and yo, yo, grow. Get out into the garden and give it a go. Shizzle your grizzle with a hip, hip, hop. Dig it, no diggity, harvest your crop. So go and grab your bulbs, grab a big pack of seed. Shizzle your gardening nizzle, be a rapper without the weed. 
And let me turn that off. I thought that might help, but it didn't. Darren, yay! <laughs> now, I'm fairly certain I'm you can you improve that. on that. That was a recording from many years ago. Can you jot down the, the words and maybe in a week yes. or two? I don't know. We'll, we'll put yes. that to music and make it a bit better. You got my tea bag one as well. I do, but the problem with your tea bag rap is that I the only version I have is set to Snoop Dogg, E Dog, oh. and because of copyright rules, I can't play that on the podcast. I mean, that really is good, and you do keep to time on that one. I was very pleased with you, but I can't use it. This is why we I need to do, do it live. I will do that one. I don't think the Bon Tempe Minstrel Minstrels. Um, Signature tune, whatever it is I was playing, that's not copyright, so we can use that. <laughs> right. All right. Some homework for the next couple of weeks, Rudge. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's all right. It's okay. Right, let's... Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> You're actually very good. You did that... The poetry that you did us for last week, the, the Snowdrop poem, went down exceptionally well. You're very creative when you do sit down and... Yeah, I've had some to... real compliments. Yeah. Real compliments. I said, your poetry is lovely. It is lovely. It is. Yeah. yeah. Was that the dog? No, that was me. Oh, sorry, I thought I heard the dog barking in the background. Are you? Where are you today? I haven't even asked. Up, up, down. I'm in the marital bed. You are in the marital bed. Yes. That is the dog. What? I no, can hear. I can hear your dog. There's no dog. No. There's nobody. There's no dog here. What's my? Maybe it's my dog. <laughs> it might be my dog. I think it was Podrick. Dazzler, back to another question which came in on the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. It's from lovely Anne, who says, Molly, Darren, I've got all these cyclamen, but they aren't flowering. We transplanted them into this shady spot three or four years ago. What can we do? Actually, there's two parts to this question because she also says, I like to group my plants by colour and form so they enhance each other. I like winter colour. What very small shrub or perennial can I put uh, towards the front of this border to make a triangle with two euonymuses for winter colour and to enhance the other? So that's Anne with, uh, excuse me, that's the coffee. Two parts to that question. We'll start with the cyclamen. Well, uh, cyclamen flowering is not a problem because they take a lot of time to actually uh, establish themselves. So they will get there. And just make sure it's not too bright for them because they do like sort of a dappled shade, if not a, a little a little bit deeper shade for them. So um and just 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 bear with it and they will get there. And when once they've established themselves, you, you won't stop them flowering. So cyclamen coom, um she's talking about here, folks. And so and it's a great little um cyclamen that you can rely on. It's hardy that's in the garden, and you normally plant around the base of trees and shrubs, but they do like it quite dappled. So just make sure the light conditions are, are correct um, and just leave them alone. Let them get on with it. Stop being impatient, naughty lady. OK, and they will come through for you. Now, with regards to something to top up your planting, I would go for all the while hellebores. Hellebores orientalis, hellebores um, niger. Just put a hellebore in and that will complement your planting scheme and it will bring it down to a lower level. Uh, which looking at the photograph is exactly what you need and so i hope that helps and again send us some more pictures once you've got your hellebore in place or perhaps plant two or three go on treat yourself and uh, your cyclamen flowers let us know and send us some photos we love photos don't we molly yeah and also uh Anne would love to have you on as well so um drop us your phone number and we'll get you yeah. on the pod yeah that would be nice thank you Anne. i had to throw away two giant cyclamen this morning dazzler 
Um, I do you're not, not good with sickly. I'm really mind. not, and they look so so nice. I don't know if they're like poinsettias that they're already dying when I you know get them if they haven't been treated right. But one has survived a big blousy, almost a raspberry ripple pink from Christmas. But the two red, three red ones that I had, one's still alive, and the other two have just. I mean, the corms aren't going to come back, are they? If ev- if everything sort of died off and all the leaves have fainted and everything. Well, sometimes yes. Or they might. Yeah, so some people think that they're dead. We'll throw them away. Mm. But you just need to store them in a dark, dry place. So sometimes they just go into a hibernation phase and then you can you can just store them and then you can replant them. When? So How long do they uh, have to be stored? Well, you can store them from now until if you're gonna if you're gonna try and get them into flower for Christmas around about, then you need to force them a little bit. Mm. So uh, plant them up around about in, uh, November, October, uh, that sort of area, and then give them a little bit of heat. But they don't like a lot. That's the problem: is that um, they faint because it's too warm for them. Well, you've got them on a sunny windowsill or something like that, and they like it quite uh. it's sort of shady yeah. and cool. That's the way it's not cool in the kitchen. The the fire's always on. That's what that's what you've done. You see, uh, that's what you've done. I, you see, and I you always see, I always think because you always talk about watering. I think watering's a problem. I didn't even think about heat. Yeah, well, temperature can send them into um, you know hibernation. So if it gets too warm, then they will flop yeah. um, because I think it's summer and basically they'll they'll go to sleep, and then you think they're dead. But actually, they've probably just gone into hibernation. I need to go and save them then, because they're both on the wheelie bin, awaiting, <gasps> awaiting, uh, yeah, binning. But they're both in the pots in the wheelie bin, so I, on the wheelie bin, I'll have to go and get them after the pot. So dry them out, okay. put them somewhere cool and dark. Yeah. That's the big thing. And then, and then get them out in October. Then forget about them till 2027. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably what will happen. Um, Adasla, do you want to do some money saving on the Happy Garden podcast? Oh, yeah. Now, live on the Happy Garden Podcast, it's time for Darren's Money Saving Tips. Go! Well, today for my money saving tip, what do you think I could have? Well, it's time to look at birds, folks. So, uh, birds are out and about and certainly need to be fed, so don't buy feeders. Make your own. Here's how to make a toilet tube bird feeder. Hmm. The items you'll need. You'll need a toilet roll tube. You'll need some peanut butter. Uh, you'll need a plate or baking tray, some bird seed and some string. Now, pop a layer of seed on the tray or your plate. Coat the toilet roll tube with the peanut butter and then roll the tube in the seed. Uh, loop the string through the tube and hang it on the nearest tree and shrub. Then log on to the RSPB site, folks, rspb.org.uk and register for the Big Garden Bird Watch yes. and spend one hour during the 28th and between 28th and the 30th of January counting the birds that come into your garden and finally report your results. But there is a really, really easy bird feeder for you to make to bring those wonderful birds into your garden. Oh, that's lovely. I can't, do you know, that passed me by. I didn't realise it was the big garden bird watch so soon. It comes around so quick. Yeah, um, and on the point of bird feeders, folks, there's these springy, coil spring type bird feeders that folks need to be aware of. They're very, very dangerous. Don't buy them. Make a toilet roll tube one because they trap birds in the spring. So you you normally put the fat balls and things like that inside the springy part and birds try and get in and then sometimes get trapped. So they're quite dangerous for birds. So don't buy them. Um, They're a waste of money. Use your toilet roll tubes instead. 
Oh, that's really, really good advice. Really good, really good money saving uh, this week. Thank you ever so much, our Dazzler. Dazzler. Well, loo rolls are great for all sorts of things, aren't they? You get through them, don't you? Um, yeah, you yeah, do. yeah. You do, especially in this house. <laughs> <laughs> Normally me. I don't need to know who is Darren. <laughs> well, yeah. Darren's money saving tips. <laughs> More money saving next week with our Darren. And of course, if you want to share any tips, if you've got money saving advice and you want to go up against Darren, we can have a money saving off, couldn't we, with yeah. you and Anne, A N other. Yeah. <laughs> Get in touch on Facebook page, the Instagram, or the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Do you want to do? How confident are you feeling with your jokes for the week ahead? I, I started with the scenic route, didn't I? Earlier on in the podcast. Oh, yeah, scenic route. Yeah. yeah. Scenic yeah. route. Scenic route. It, you, so, took, you took me off guard. I wasn't expecting anything quite so funny <laughs> so early on in the pod. I've got five more. Now in the Happy Garden. It's about time for some Alan Titters. Brace yourself for your gardening jokes of the week from Darren Rudge. Come on then, Lesby Avenue. <laughs> right, did you know, Molly, my first job was working in a factory that made garden wellingtons? Oh, I never knew that about you. Yeah. No? Nope. Oh, well. I only lasted a month because it was soul-destroying. <laughs> oh, yeah, good. Darren, does. I'm pleased with the first one. And number two, yeah. then. What do you call a bee that is hard to understand? A bee hard to understand? Oh, not sure. A mumblebee. Oh, <laughs> Darren, good. Why does an argument with a cacti become frustrating and fruitless? God, is it something to do with being prickly? They have too many stupid points. Oh, even better. Good, Darren. Oh, yes. Got that one. Good. What's the most popular dating app for trees? Go on. Timber. <laughs> oh, yeah, is it a timber? Yeah, good, 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 yeah. What's a gardener's favourite Beatles song? Oh, no, I, now I want to get this. Um, no, I can't, go on. Let us be. Let us be. <laughs> that's good, Darren. That's good. That's it, that's fine. Oh, no, that's you good, are. yeah, yeah, woo, yeah. yeah. How about that? Good. Yeah, very, very pleased. It's all right, that yeah, was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was all right, Darren. You <laughs> didn't let yourself down the school down or anybody down. That was very good. Good. Well done, Darren. <laughs> that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> uh, I, I forgot that before. <laughs> You've just reminded me of something, though, Dazzler. What was that? With the cactus joke. Do you know who we must get in touch with? Um, well, you're never going to guess, so I'll just tell you. <laughs> Stan and Vicky from Craig House Cacti in the Black oh, Country. Yes. Because, and yes. I was thinking this in bed the other day, there'll be loads of our friends, like Stan and Vicky, who are getting ready, even though it's January, for Chelsea. Oh, yes, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'll be putting their 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 sort of stands together and their um, their concept together for Chelsea twenty twenty four. So we we must get in touch with a few people and see uh, see yeah see how they're faring ahead of ahead of time. Well, I'll do that. I'll put that down. I'll, shall I put it in the diary? Yes. Shall I put it in the diary? Put it in the diary. Let me get my diary. Stan and Vicky. It's Craig House Cacti, isn't it? Okay, I'll. Uh... I'll uh, I'll do a little bit I'll do a little bit with them uh, that we'll we'll play sort of in the next few weeks 
here on the Happy Garden Podcast. We're nearly done, our Darren. We haven't checked on your levels for a bit. You okay? We're almost done. Have you, no, you've made yeah. it. Just Which way are you pointing? I'm, I'm still pointing down. Good. Oh, we're down to eight point. Oh, there we go. And, and, You're going to live. Yeah, I'm going to live. <laughs> he lives. <I> think. <laughs> the cat lives. Let's do, as a final question, Egypt Jean. Again, this is like constipated cat Simon. It's a, a lovely listener with a lovely name. And I think, I think, I can't be sure, but I think we called her Egypt Jean because years ago she'd been to Egypt and... She was asking a question about Egyptian plants, maybe, or something like that. So she's been called Egypt Jean. Because we're big amongst genes, so we have to we have to signpost them. So Jean's question. Hi, Molly and Darren. I took some hydrangea cuttings and followed Darren's instructions. And now I've got three plants. Oh, Darren, have you seen this on the Facebook page? I put the... I have. It's yes. brilliant. It is. It's amazing. Well I've, done, Egypt Jean. I've put Jean's pictures, actually, on the Facebook. So if you want to have a look at her plants, you can do... Um, look at the roots on them, she says, big smiley face. Uh, see pictures attached below. Is that you or me? That's you. Oh, That's it is not me. me. Yeah. Animal. Oh, don't tinkle. Animal Aid Unlimited. Oh, it's an email. Help write a hopeful future for street animals. Oh, look at that email later on. Where were we? I took some hydrangea cuttings and followed Darren's instructions. Now I've got three plants. Look at the roots on them. I put them in a clear pot so I could see what was happening. Previously a profiterole container. Being an allotmentier, I never throw anything away because it might come in useful. And this time it has done. Hope you're both well. Staying safe in this bitter weather. And that's Egypt Jean. So yeah, on the Happy Garden Facebook, Happy Garden Podcast Facebook page, you'll, you'll find Jean's pictures. Amazing stuff, Darren. Oh, fabulous. And thank you, Jean, for following the, the advice. And it just proves that it does actually work. You know what you're talking if, about, if don't you? If you're dry. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. you know, you've got three hydrangeas there now. And now what you need to do, Jean, is get them into the spring and then pop them, you know, take them out of that, that those single pots and, and just pop them up and basically give them a little bit more room to grow. And then this time next year, you see, they'll be in flower for you and they'll start to grow on. And, and it's fantastic, isn't it? Plants for free. You know, what more could you want? And instant money-saving tip. I love the concept of using a, a see-through container to, to, to monitor the root system. Yeah, and, and it's good. You have to be a little bit careful, though, because some root systems won't like it. Uh, they won't like uh, the, the light. Ah, the light, oh. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you just need to be a little bit wary of, of doing something like that. If it's an orchid or something like that, then you're fine. Some plants just don't like it because it's not natural for well, them that's to be here. Uh, some of them are a little bit sort of, uh, you know, a little bit shy. Yeah. They might not like you looking at their roots. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was a little bit jealous, actually, when I saw Jean's pictures because Jean must have taken them at the same time that I took them with your advice. Not all mine have made them. Probably 80% have made it. Uh, lots of the leaves have dropped off, although the leader, the leader sort of stem does have a bud at the top, even yeah. though the leaves have dropped off. So I'm assuming they're going to make it. That's fine because they're deciduous. Most hydrangeas are anyway. It, it, it may be that they've just gone into that phase where they've dropped the leaves. Right. So because jeans um, have got all their really verdant leaves still. So I was jealous of jeans. So it just depends on where jeans got them. If they're still in a temperature that they think is, you know, uh, they're outside and it's warm, yeah. they'll, they'll keep their leaves on. So yours is in your, your little mini greenhouse, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is, yeah. So the temperature's dropped in cold, there, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cold. Mm. <laughs> but thank you, Jean. That's really lovely. And we've had a fair few comments on your, on your, on your success as well with Darren's help, which is brilliant. Uh, again, just finally, here's all the ways to get in touch. Get interactive with Molly. <laughs> lovely show. <laughs> oh, Professionals. 
Get interactive with Molly and Darren. Follow them on social media. It's a bit like stalking. Just search for the Happy Garden Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. Dazzler, that's, um... Looks like we made it. Nearly done and you're still alive. What's a bonus? Yeah, I'm nearly down to normal. Brill. Right, let's finish our Happy Garden podcast for this week with some jobs for the week ahead. As I mentioned a little bit earlier on, now Storm Isha has gone, although I think we might, it might be Jocelyn, I think we might have another one on the way. But especially for this week ahead, it looks really mild, double figures uh, temperature-wise by day and certainly mild night. So if you are going to get out into the garden and do some bits and bobs, here's Darren with some ideas. Now in the Happy Garden... Oh, I say, sweetie, this is my favourite bit. Time for Darren to be absolutely flabulous and regale us with his gardening jobs for the week ahead. Well, yes. Three, two, one. <laughs> Go, Darren. Well, if you're a bedding plant person, summer bedding plants, this is, folks, you can start them right now if you've got a heated propagator. So you can start them off right now with a heated propagator indoors. But it's still too early for most of, uh, uh, of the kinds, uh, such, such as uh, French marigolds and even dahlias. You can sow from seed, folks. You don't just have to uh, propagate from the tubers. Now, let's have a look at that lawn. <laughs> yes, you can mow your lawn, Molly Green. <laughs> OK, but if it's too wet, don't walk on it. Okay, but mowing it at this time of year does make it nice and tidy for March when actively starts to grow. Have the mower overhauled as well if you've not already done so. Well, then it really is time to get it into uh, whoever you take it into. Or if you do it yourself, you know, just give it a good clean tidy. Perhaps change the oil if it's a petrol lawnmower. Give it a good wipe over and just make sure that it's ready to go whenever you decide to mow that lawn. You can sow seed of early varieties of cabbage, cauliflower, carrots, lettuce and peas and onions right now. Lots to be getting on with. There's loads. And I've got loads more jobs as well. Great. Well, we'll, we'll do some more next week. When do your village hall talks start again? Now we're sort of end of January. Are you going to be out on on Rudge on tour? Are you out on the road again soon? Well, actually, mm. tomorrow night, which is Tuesday night, I am in Tamworth, and Tamworth Women's Guild, I think it is. Cool. Um, and I'm doing a talk on climate change and its effect on our gardens. Yeah. So that will be the first talk of the year. But then I have not got another talk until early March. Oh, safe journey there. Have a lovely, lovely time. Thank you. That's nice. Um, Right then, Adazlet, thank you for surviving. Yes, I'm down to 7.1 now. Oh, God, are you going low? I'm still pointing down. No, 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 nowhere near low. Um, low is around about four. Oh, so you're it's, okay. It's 7.2. Well, yeah. the arrow's going down now. It says glucose in range, and I've got a green sticker. Oh, so brilliant. That oh, that's nice. Go. There you go. <laughs> got a green sticker. Oh, <laughs> Darren, thank you. Wonderful. I've enjoyed today's podcast. It's been brilliant, hasn't it? And yeah. it's been fantastic. Yeah. Six minutes worth of laughter last uh, on last week's podcast. I've tried to pull back um, on that a bit. How much more could you want, <laughs> folks? It's fabulous, isn't it? <laughs> I love you, Molly Green. Oh, and I love you as well. It's one of the highlights of my week speaking to you doing this podcast. I love it. Thank you for today. It's been nice. Do you want to finish uh, with your usual strangulated, bizarre goodbye to everyone? Oh, go on then. Go on then. Bye! (laughs) You can put the phone down first if you like. Oh, okay. You've been listening to the Happy Garden Podcast with Molly Green and Darren Rudge. If you'd like to send them an email, get in touch with the Happy Garden Podcast by emailing thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Follow them on social media. Just search for the Happy Garden Podcast. Can we say Happy Garden Podcast just one more time? 
The Happy Garden Podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.